Welcome to the Strand Baptist Church podcast. New episodes will be made available every weekday for the full duration of the lockdown here in South Africa. For more information, please visit our website at www.strandbaptist.org.za. Thank you for joining us and welcome. Worshipping as a family through reading. Robert Murray McShane was a remarkable man. Born in 1813, he was the minister of St. Peter's Church in Dundee, Scotland from 1836 until he passed away from typhus in 1843. He was just 29 years old. His funeral was attended by more than 7,000 people. He is remembered as a godly evangelical pastor and as an evangelist with a great love for souls. One of his most influential contributions to the church was his Bible reading plan. Designed to guide the reader through the Bible in one year, the plan entails reading the New Testament and the Psalms through twice, and the Old Testament through once. The plan is still used widely today, and is recommended by several Bible publishers, such as the English Standard Version and the New English Translation. What made his Bible reading plan unique, however, was that half of each day's reading was dedicated to family worship. This is especially notable because, as some of you may well know, McShane never married. Why then did family worship matter so much to him? While shepherding St. Peter's Church in Dundee, McShane's older sister, Elizabeth, lived with him. Liza took care of his domestic affairs with such care that Robert called her my own deaconess. A few beloved servants were also constant companions. After rising at 6.30 a.m., and spending two hours in prayer and meditation, McShane sat for breakfast and led family worship. He read a passage, discussed its key points, and then guided a time of prayer. He aimed to lead similar devotions every evening as well. This passion for family worship led him to write numerous articles. He also routinely offered application to family worship in his sermons. For example, in a message titled Family Government, McShane explained that family worship, and I quote, is more needful than your daily food, more needful than your work. On another Lord's Day, McShane told St. Peter's Church, you may not know that an elder who does not keep worship in his family may be suspended from that office. McShane understood the importance of teaching the Word of God to the next generation. It is not enough to leave this important responsibility to the youth worker, the Sunday school teacher, or the pastor. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 to 7, the Lord commands His old covenant people, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children And shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. Note that the text says that parents should teach their children diligently. The root of the word refers to sharpening a sword or an arrow. In its current form, it means doing something again and again and again. Before I do woodwork, I check to see if my chisels and hand planes are sharp. A blunt blade will give poor results. To sharpen them, I wet down a piece of sandpaper, starting at 240 grit. Stroke after monotonous stroke, I move the cutting blade over the sandpaper, repeatedly. Then I move to 400 grit paper, 
and do the exact same exercise all over again. Then to 800, then to 1,200, then to 2,000. It takes time. And while I find it somewhat therapeutic, I'll admit it isn't exactly exciting. But by the time I'm done, I can shave with that chisel. That is what teaching our children the Word of God is like. A single stroke here or there is not enough. It takes time, effort, and discipline. Our goal is not simply to give them a cursory knowledge of the Scriptures, but as the NIV translates Deuteronomy 6 verse 7, we want to impress the truth on our children. How are we doing? Christian Smith did a study on teens and young adults who grow up in Christian homes. And he found that very few of them could articulate the truths of the Bible well. He writes, We do not believe that teenage inarticulacy about religious matters reflects any general incapacity to think or speak well. Many of the youth we interviewed were quite conversant when it came to many other salient issues in their lives about which they had been educated and practiced discussing. Rather, our impression as interviewers was that many teenagers could not articulate matters of faith because they've not been effectively educated in and provided opportunities to practice talking about their faith. As parents, it seems we're failing. How do we remedy this? And that same study, Christian Smith mentions the following, and I quote, Even basic practices, like regular Bible reading and personal prayer, seem clearly associated with stronger and deeper faith commitment among youth. We need to worship God together by reading God's Word together. John Bunyan, the Puritan, wrote, Concerning the spiritual state of his family, the father ought to, have, ought to be very diligent and cautious, doing his utmost both to increase faith where it has begun and to begin it where it is not. Therefore, he must diligently and frequently bring before his family the things of God from his holy word in accordance with what is suitable for each person. How do we make the word of God a regular part of our family life? Again, there are many ways you could go about it, but here are a few suggestions. First, have a fixed time. I know this is hard in many households, especially if you have older children. But scheduling time for regular family devotions is vital. We schedule just about everything else in our day. Why not our time together around God's Word? We do it just before breakfast each morning, before the day starts to run away with us. You could do the same. Second, have a reading plan. There are a couple of reading plans available for free online. Robert Murray McShane's plan is, great, is a great way to incorporate your private and your family devotions. If you have young children, you can use a good children's Bible. We have several and we've worked through all of them. Now we've cycled back and started all over again. Right now we are using the Jesus Storybook Bible, which I highly recommend. Third, keep it simple. Many of us are tempted to start our family devotions like we start our private devotions. With a bang. The problem is that bangs are usually loud, destructive, and they don't last very long. Depending on the age of your children, you may have to keep it short. We have three kids aged eight, six, and three. Our family devotions usually last around 15 minutes, and this includes time for prayer and scripture memorization. 
it will grow over time. And there are occasions when we spend more time together singing and reading God's word. But we try to keep it short, at least for now. Fourth, make it practical. Don't just read to your family. Help them to engage with the text of Scripture. Ask questions that are appropriate for their age. For younger children, you can ask the who, what, when, where, and how questions. Where did Abraham take Isaac? What did they do? What happened? As they get older, you can start to ask the why questions. Why did God ask that of Abraham? This also helps us to apply scripture. What do you think God wants to teach us through Abraham's example? Have a fixed time. Have a reading plan. Keep it simple. Make it practical. But what if you don't have a family? Or if your children have grown up and moved out of the house? Remember, you don't just read for them. You read for yourself as well. The same principles apply. Devotions is a habit worth forming. Whether you have a family like mine, or you're single like Robert Murray McShane, We should worship God by reading His Word. God bless. Welcome to the Strand Baptist Church podcast. New episodes will be made available every weekday for the full duration of the lockdown here in South Africa. For more information, please visit our website at www.strandbaptist.org.za. Thank you for joining us and welcome.